Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo. We've got another podcast for you. <laughs> Do you like to hear people rant about help me out here? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I at least thought all my lines right. out. I like the fact that you just—you right. were just like, "All right, we're off to the races, like, and I'm, I'm in trouble." I like to shoot from the hip, and I shoot myself in the foot when I do that. So there you go. So we are obviously today talking about one of the most loved and you know fondly thought about, most beloved children movies of all time yeah. frozen yeah. <laughs> anybody ever heard of that one well, we're talking we're talking about the sequel to willy wonka and the chocolate factory wonka yeah prequel prequel oh if it's you a prequel. have to be yeah it's a prequel okay not a prequel not a not a sequel a prequel yeah okay so I'm, i was always a huge fan of the books did you read the book um i listened to the book and on tape like when we were driving to church and stuff when i was a kid so i didn't technically read it I read I, it with my ears. I actually have my ratty old Willy Wonka and the Chocolate really? Factory copy that I think I've had since elementary school. Oh, wow. That I probably got at a Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah, when we when we post this, I will um, unearth it and post a picture nice, for yeah. people to see. So you're a huge fan. And held, you also hold on to a lot of things, but that obviously has a special Well, place. there's there's several books from my um, childhood that I held on to. Like my favorite book, um, well, not my favorite book of all time, but probably my favorite book from childhood. Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury, which was also... Oh, the scariest movie ever when the, I was eight the, year old. Which is a Disney movie, and yeah. almost why Disney quit making live-action movies. They should have. Fan, fantastic, fantastic movie. Great, great, great movie. Yeah. Um, but I love that book, so I still have that book from when I was a kid. I have, um, you know, the, the Willy Wonka, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the classic How to Win at Nintendo by Jeff Roven. Um, oh, that, comes, that comes in handy sometimes, but yeah, I mean, I have a handful of books from when I was a kid. I have like a, there was a mad magazine spinoff that one of the publishers did called nuts. And then, um, there was, I forget what the series was, but they made novelizations of Nintendo games. Oh, I have some of those that are okay. kind of fun. So I, I held on to some, some nostalgia stuff from childhood, but I really did always like Charlie and the chocolate factory. And I loved, loved, loved the film. So did you put can you rank were you a bigger fan of the movie or the book or equal uh you know i think they were just different different things the book is vastly different and it is uniquely raw doll and if you've ever read any raw doll books you know that he's just like this extreme unique world crafting fantasist who um just there's very very much no limits no holds barred and he just writes about everything and he writes with such vivid detail that you can paint the pictures in your mind i just think that he did a really good job of he just has a very unique writing style and they did a really great job, in my opinion, of kind of translating that into a film. Oh, yeah. So, I really like the film. And one of the reasons I like the film so much is I really like Gene Wilder. Yeah, he's I kind of think he makes that film. Yeah. I can't imagine that film with anybody else. So, yeah. I really, I mean, and I think a lot of people have a fondness for that film. A lot of people grew up with that film and grew up with Gene Wilder in that film and think of him as Willy Wonka. So... You know, I, I couldn't. I don't think I could pick a favorite, man. I mean, they're both just part of my part of my childhood. It's such an interesting, great movie. And there's a lot of interesting trivia behind the making of that movie as well. But um, well, yeah, you I want to throw one out? Yeah, I mean, the fact that the actor that played Charlie, I think it's oh, Pete, yeah. Pete Ostrom, yeah. never acted again. Yeah, he's a acclaimed Veter- veterinarian. Yeah, there, yeah. And I, I think that I want to say that it was a serial company or somebody that that 
made the movie that bankrolled the movie and they did it in the interest of trying to start a chocolate oh you know, like an chocolate, actual Wonka to chocolate to actually do like Wonka chocolates yeah which they there are some Wonka, cho- Wonka yeah. chocolates yeah. that are made everlasting gobstoppers yeah and candies and, and such so I just think that it's such a it was such a big scale of a movie and the way they made it and all of Gene Wilder's creative choices you know I mean he I read today that uh, sorry to interrupt you that fine. the cane bit that he does was all his it was improvised yeah, yeah. his choice or not improvised, but his choice. Yeah, yeah I, and I think he did a really. I just think he made a lot of really good creative choices in kind of playing Wonka on that borderline of psycho genius and madman. You <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, yeah. he just you're literally kind of watching kids in peril. Yeah, right in front of your face, and you're just kind of going with impartial, it. like you know. Yeah. Well, they're um, shitty kids. You what what, is he, what does he say? He kids. says, um, the suspense is killing me. Yeah. I hope it lasts. <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever line it is. And, you know, the whole thing in the, when they're in the boat on the river, I mean. Yeah, crazy. He's just, yeah, he's just out of his mind. I think that Gene Wilder did a great job with that. So I couldn't pick a favorite. I think they're both good. I think it's a great story. It's a heartwarming story. It's obviously a morality tale yeah. about being a good kid. It's meant to, you know, probably scare the crap out of kids into yeah. behaving themselves yeah. and being better kids. So I just I think they're both great. So yeah. moving on, I got to tell you. Yes. Looking at Wonka from the outside in, not excited. Yeah. Well, when I when I was asked by my wife and daughter to go see it Christmas week, I was like, I do not want You're to like, see what? that. Yeah, that Buh. does not look. You know, we've taken everything well, classic and and just overdone it or prequeled it like this or sequeled it or remade it and just 99% of the time it is not entertaining or good well, I was going to say forget about how it looks I just don't want it yeah I, I don't want it, it. Yeah. who like who is this for yeah yeah but so, I, I think it. I'll, I'll tell you exactly who I think it is for I think it's for us yeah because there's a large section of parents that grew up on that movie yeah and want to share that with their children and so this is a way to kind of relive that nostalgia with your kids and take them to something and show them something that that you grew up on and loved I don't know about you with ever but the girls sometimes are kind of gun shy about watching old movies Uh, well they're just not as bright and pretty and it's just like us with black and white movies you know they just didn't appeal because it's of a different time I love black and white movies well, I did not. Some of my I thought if something was in black and white, I was not going to watch it. Yeah, when I was a kid, you're probably it right. It didn't have Bruce Willis in it, or, you know, there weren't explosions. But, yeah, uh, yeah times change. And so, that being said, when they brought this up, like I said, I wasn't super hyped about it. It's got Timothy Chalamet, who was, you know, in Dune, and I think was up for an Oscar for Never saw Dune. Call Me By My Name. Did uh, you see Dune? I have not still. Oh. I'm disappointed in myself. Still haven't seen Interstellar. Trying to take my weekly. Uh, you need for to that. watch that. I mean, you being oh. a Nolan fan, that's a great movie, right. especially with your girls. I'm a uh, failure. So anyway, Timothy Chalamet's in it. It is a prequel. It's about Wonka's rise to you know chocolate fame, and um, it's also a musical, which I wasn't ready oh, for. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, the original was a musical. Yeah. Uh, but I just in the commercials I didn't remember seeing or in the trailers I don't remember seeing singing. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't ex- think I get either. It's extremely colorful and bright, and the songs are really good and catchy. The characters are great, and I've told you prior to recording this the whole time I'm like, man, this is great. It's of its own 
place. It's not obviously doesn't take place in the real world. It, it feels like fantasy, like Harry Potter. Right? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from yeah. the trailer. And so the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, man, this just reminds me of Paddington. The characters are Paddington, and like I told you, I came out and read about it. And of course, the director of Paddington one and two is the same director, but the guy's good. Yeah, he gets a lot. He's out. great at what he's doing. Yeah, and it's uh, I also it was very funny. There were several laugh out loud spots for me in it. So. Hmm. without going too much into it or spoiling anything i would highly recommend it i think you would like it i think anybody with children would like it what's uh, the plot the plot is um willy wonka has been traveling the world learning about chocolate creation he said he originally wanted to be a magician but his mom taught it he changed his mind that he should be a chocolatier mm-hmm. and he ends up in this place and i forgive me because i can't remember the name the city's not a, a known city but they have this cafeterium i think is what it's called where it's just this huge, beautiful glass domed area that's like a mall, an indoor mall. But on each corner, there's a famous chocolatier store. Mm-hmm. And there's a fourth corner with a shop for, for rent. And so these three chocolatiers are, form, are kind of like a mafia. And they're the, you know, they're the antagonist of the movie. And don't want Willy Wonka to do his thing because he's so much better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he meets folks along the way, has misadventures, little capers here and there. Okay. Um, without again, without spoiling, it was just really good, really well written, funny, good on the eyes. So the the movie and one particular person who's in the movie is in the news right now. I don't know if you read about this. Oh no, is it Hugh Grant? It is Hugh Grant. What did he do? Talking about how much he hated the making of the movie. <laughs> really, he was great in it. Yeah, Hugh Grant is. Should we spoil it? It's in the trailer. Yeah, he's in the trailer. He's the Oompa Loompa. He's also in the news. He's in the news talking all about what it. What is he saying? He was saying that he just did not enjoy the process at all because they did, they did, he basically wore one of the rigs where they film your face close up and then they superimpose his face onto CGI, which of course they do. Yeah. And he just said that he thought the whole thing was cumbersome and it made him, it was hard for him to give a good performance. And then he didn't know if he was supposed to actually act with his body or not. And nobody ever gave him a clear answer. Well, I'm going to have to read up on that because he's one of the highlights. I thought it looked stupid as heck when I saw him in the trailers. I was yeah. like, why do you have Hugh Grant doing that? But yeah. He's one of the highlights. Okay. Um, and that's neat to see how Willie first meets the gets involved with the Oompa Loompas. And it's just really good. And I think Chalamet does a really great job channeling a little bit of Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. He's not doing a Gene Wilder impersonation. But you can see the, um, you know, just how he's very avant-garde. He's very... Gene Wilder. He's Wonka. And, yeah. It's really, really well done. On a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, man. It's very important to me that I can watch things with my family. I think I've told you that. So, it, I would put it at 8 or okay. so. It's definitely worth paying full price at a movie theater. Be on your best of list for this year? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, for movies. Wow. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. It, have you seen Paddington 2, especially? I've not seen 2. Paddington 2 is really good i think it was okay. up for an oscar like best picture oscar wow uh it's excellent so if you like paddington 2 rush out and see wonka i thought it was really much good. like we were talking about earlier probably don't have enough explosions for me <laughs> yeah i'm right there with you but you have to go to the movie theater what was the last movie theater movie you saw oppenheimer which you did oh, not see right. in the theater that's right. that's right i did you not really want to you know have a measuring contest <laughs> well no here. i'm just i know i'm more of a big go to the theater guy than you are because you have such a great setup yeah. You said you don't need Who thinks to I'm a better person for going to see Oppenheimer in the theater? He's pushing a button. I don't know what sound it's making. It might be a machine gun, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I haven't been to the theater in a while. I need to get, I need to start going more. Maybe that should be 
my second New Year's resolution of the year. Well, I mean, you need to close your shop on Tuesdays because that's the day to go because you get half price and yeah. But um, I mean, I'm fine with April price. I want them to make good movies. You yeah. know, I just don't. I don't go as much anymore. I don't feel like there's been as much good stuff to see as there has been in recent years. So that's a big part of it. But when something like Oppenheimer comes, yeah, you know, if you say that, if you say that, um, I really wanted to see that and Killers of the Flower Moon, but both of them just are so long. Yeah, I was in the theater. Literally, by the time you get to the theater, watch all the trailers, and then watch the movie, I was in the theater for Oppenheimer for three and a half hours. Yeah, you get 30 minutes of trailers, no yes. matter what. Yeah, it was it was an IMAX, though, but it was so it was rad. The thing about it is, too, I don't really feel like... Um, this is really not Wonka-related, but I'm sure there is a lot of CGI in Wonka, so I guess it's tangentially related. But, you know, there was um, a new trailer that came out, I guess, a week or so ago for a movie and everybody is going crazy about the overuse of CGI in it. Do you know what trailer I'm talking about? The new Zack Snyder one? Nope. What? Furiosa, the Mad Max. Oh, yeah, that is a bummer because Fury Road was phenomenal and it was all uh, practical effects. There was a lot of CGI in Fury Road, but it was things like matte painting the backgrounds and hiding the equipment that launched the cars and things like that. It wasn't entire vehicles that were cgi and things like that i watched the trailer again the other day and i completely agree with the the heavy 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 criticism that everyone is heaping on that movie because the thing that made fury road so great is that it was so much practical yeah, effects and the when you dude watch, on top of an 18 wheeler playing a fire fire guitar yeah and when you watch furiosa the, when you not watch the trailer for furiosa it's just wildly disappointing is uh, George Miller directing it? Oh, yeah. I wonder why he would allow that to happen. Maybe the trailer, they think they have to include all that to get people excited about it. Do you want to know why? Hopefully that's not the whole movie. Do you want to know why I think that they're doing it the way that they're doing it? Dollar, dollar bills? Is because they don't have the budget to Even invest. though the first one was so amazing? It's such a gamble this day, this day and age. You know, you have to do anything you can to, to get the budget down. And even though Fury Road was a massive success, and George Miller, you know, in his freaking seventies, made a movie that was that powerful and that fantastic, and relied so lightly on CGI or what we would consider to be traditional CGI, COVID really put a, did a number on these studios, man. And they have what they have to do is they have to think about what properties they can release they're going to be like th- that's probably the only reason that furiosa got greenlit they probably went to him and said hey man we really think we have a hot property with this mad max fury road was so good we would like for you to come in and do a, a sequel about furiosa about that character because she was wildly popular he's like oh man great i'd love to do it like let's get on top of it he's like i'm gonna need yeah i'm just surprised oh, he would agree to i'm do gonna that. need 250 million dollars <laughs> like well you got a hundred yeah he's I'm like well how do i make this do movie it. how do i make this movie and now we got this script and how do we do all this with a hundred million dollars like well we just do what we do with every other movie and make it with computers it's like and so why do i go to why do i want to go to theater for that they take the cheap way out like that's what people talk about tom cruise the thing that he has going for him is at least when you see him in a movie strapped to the side of an airplane oh, yeah. taken off, dude's really strapped to the side of an airplane that's taken off. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Agreed. I will admit, though, even though I'm complaining about this and talking about this, I didn't see the new Mission Impossible in theater, so I'm kind of being a hypocrite. You didn't? I did not. I'm kind of being a hypocrite. Well, we... Maybe that, should be our, my, maybe that should be my third New Year's yeah, resolution. It was during our hiatus, but I think we should do a, a throwback to the new Maver- Top Gun Maverick, because that was the best movie of that year, if you were giving me a top ten list. That was excellent, so... Yeah, I mean... It's almost as good as Wonka. 
almost so scared as walk. You think? We wait, 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 wait. I'm so, joking. I'm so joking. on a scale of on a scale of one to ten, you put Wonka in front of Maverick. No, that was a joke, everybody. It What's Maverick, Maverick out of ten? Oh, ten out of ten. Really? Maverick was awesome. That, you, you have to go to a movie to okay. see that. Let me be. Let me ask you this question, though. God, we're getting way off of. We're we're straying way away from Wonka. Uh, if you had not grown up watching Top Gun, and it being such a part of the lexicon and part of your childhood, you think you would still give Maverick a ten? Yes. No, absolutely not. It's just a great movie. It's Pepperwood nostalgia. No, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it twice. It's just a great movie. I saw it in the theater. I saw it at home. I saw it on my phone. I watched it on the way over here. Huge matter. While you were driving. No, I mean, I, I, I've seen it a couple times, and I yeah, thought it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was fine. You've seen it twice, and you only think it's fine? I mean, it was good. Okay. I thought it was really good, but I mean, it's like it's also one of those things that, you know. Well, I, I never, if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for how people feel about the first one, it, it's it's very derivative too. It's just a little derivative. Oh, like the opening sequence is exactly the same. Awesome, the yeah, same is, music awesome. and everything. Yeah, you know they had Kenny Loggins record a new version of Danger Zone. Did they, they really? did not use it. Oh, poor Kenny. They yeah. should have kept it in there. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Well, see Maverick again and go see Wonka if you get a chance. I highly recommend it. Maybe. In the midpoint of another episode down the road, once you've seen it, we can talk spoilers because I think you'd enjoy it. And maybe wait for the to come out so you can see it with the whole family. Yeah, I, I will. I will probably see it. The, you know, and, and kind of like what we're talking about too about it's trying to squeeze as much out of properties. Livy went and saw the Hunger, Hunger Games. Oh yeah, movie. Kelly Sailor, never enjoyed the Sailor saw it twice. Yeah. Did you see it or no? Sailor saw it with them. No, I oh didn't. that's right. Yeah, they went together. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, yeah, I didn't see it, but I like the Hunger Games. We, have, we should do I an episode too. about the Hunger Games. Yeah, we're reading the books about right the now. Books. That's fine. I'm, we don't I'm do enough. Reading. We don't have book reviews. Well, I'm reading the third book as we speak. Okay, so we can definitely review it. So Wonka, for one of us who has seen it and one of us has not, if you average my score of zero and Jim's <laughs> score of eight, the movie's a solid you get four. A solid four. No, yeah. I'm just I, I will, I will check it out when it comes out. Okay, there you go. So. Everybody go see it. It's highly enjoyable. And if you have seen it, comment on the Facebook posts. Mm, but no, I'm not doing that again. No. All right, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.